BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, it is FMC. I'm Jeremy. That is SP3. It's Friday morning. Are birds chirping? Behind you, SV3. Yes, they're they're chirping at <laughs> what one forty on a Friday on a Friday afternoon. Apparently, we got birds chirping. My daughter loves it. She goes out on the terrace. She's like birdies, birdies, and they're chirping and stuff. I'm not used to this. I'm from Harlem, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it sounds lovely. I didn't know if it was birds chirping or like something like squeaking in the background, but no. it sounds very lovely. I wish birds would chirp here. They're just sometimes they will. Sometimes they will. Not in America, know, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How, I'm how you doing, buddy? Well. How's your how's your birthday week been? It's been good. It's been good. Had a lot of fun on uh Wednesday. Got to, you know, spend some time with you, Will, Lily, and Connor. Oh, then man. got to spend some time with Sat talking about NXT, uh, which is always fun with Joe Gacy promos. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> then I got to spend some time with the family during the evening, didn't have to do any news writing, so went out to get a bite to eat with the family. My twins were were good, so that was a blessing. They must have knew that it was dad dad's birthday so yeah it was a good birthday day the week started with monday morning choke uh talking about chris paul's uh, debacle so that was a great start to the week uh tuesday i got to see alex and sad in london and london is crazy man london is like a whole bunch of like Times squares combined together like people running back and forth went to a nice little tavern had a couple of drinks while i read about all the 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 fallout from people walking out and stuff so that was cool and then got to eat some good wings with alex and sad on tuesday then yesterday didn't, didn't punch alex mccarthy in the face I, I did i gave him a superman punch i gave him a oh, superman punch i waited till not a lot me. of people not a lot of people were watching and i gave him a superman punch and i was just for and i was like that's for jeremy and, and he and he looked at he looked at me back he gave me one a, a glasgow kiss because he's drew mcintyre's number one fan so Jesus. like that was his that was the best response he could give to me so it was a good start it's been a good week for the sp3 week as we dubbed it on monday so now we're here on a friday and we're here to talk more nba playoffs where the thumbnail title is is definitely correct so far the western conference and eastern conference finals suck are yeah are we here to talk about the nba playoffs these games have been terrible like they're just blowouts it's it's very it's very annoying like I, I want good games. I don't have a rooting interest. I don't have a team interest. Um, and the yeah. games just haven't been close. 
Uh, Chocolate Thunder says the play's been the best since 19. Desert Bug, I don't know if he's trolling or being sarcastic or not. <laughs> Matt Payne says last round was outstanding. So far, three games this round has been disappointing. Last round was okay. The game seven sucked last round. And I think that's where a lot of my disappointment comes in is we had two game sevens and they were both blowouts. And then every game so far in the set, in the conference finals, they've been blowouts. It's just, there've been good games. I'm not going to say there haven't been good games. There've been some competitive series, but you look at the, the Phoenix Dallas series from last round, like none of those games were competitive. It went seven, but every game was like a double digit game. Like there just haven't been the memorable games have been Boston and Nets game one which was forever ago. And there was some good Boston and uh, Bucks games. Like that was a good series until game seven. And then Memphis and Golden State was was a good series. And then Golden, not Golden State, Minnesota and Memphis was, was good yeah, as well. I, I, I actually had a conversation with my nephew. He goes to like a D2 basketball school. So he wished me happy birthday on Wednesday. So we got into a whole conversation about the NBA playoffs. And he said the same thing I was thinking you're thinking is that there's really only been really two good series. Like a couple of other series have had good games. Like game one between the Nets and Boston was really good. The Joel MB buzzer beater against the Raptors was really was good. good. But the really there's only been two good series that's memphis and minnesota and the bucks and celtics the the the, the bucks and celtics was a good series it was physical there was a lot of close games memphis and and minnesota you had all the comeback victories for memphis and stuff but other than that it's been a wash pretty much these entire playoffs which begs the 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 question and the argument by me the the playoffs are not the same without the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, it, that's what it's all about. They should make the playoffs. They should make the playoffs. The the NBA should work with us. The NBA has has got, granted me a championship back in two thousand two. Why can't they work with us and get us to the playoffs? Because they know it's more entertaining. They know more people will watch if the Los Angeles Lakers are involved. So. That's my that's my debate. That's my argument. The playoffs are not the same without the Los Angeles Lakers. They should they should make the playoffs. Then we want to talk about these series. So Boston and Miami is one one game one. Boston looked good in the first half. Miami third quarter really put it on them and turned the game around. One Jimmy Butler was outstanding. Game two. Boston just kind of came out from the jump and was all over them. Jason Tatum played great. Marcus Smart played great. Their defense, they had, they had Smart and Horford back for game two. They both missed game one. That was obviously a big difference for, for Boston. And then Miami just had like no answers at all. Like Boston's defense was completely locked in in game two. A couple of uncompetitive games. Um, I kind of figured game two would, would go that way. Actually, I told my friend that like, I didn't think it would be a blowout, but I did think Boston would win just because getting smart and Horford back, they're obviously big additions to that team. And we saw in the Sixers series where when Embiid came back, it's like, you just got to adjust to these guys. No, no offense to to Peyton Pritchard. And uh, they they had Grant Williams playing a lot of um, Al Horford's minutes. Like Peyton Pritchard and and, uh, Grant Williams are not Al Horford and Marcus Smart. So like, no. the way you attack them is going to be much different than the way you attack Smart and Horford. And it flustered Miami, and they, they just had no answers for it. I do expect them to adjust. I do expect them to be better uh, in game three, but we we shall see. Uh, I, I still favor Boston in the series. 
Um, I'm, I'm still, I'm still going with them. I, I do think it'll be a long series though. Just give me some competitive games. Just give me competitive games. That's all I'm asking for. I'm hoping that, you know, Mavs and Warriors will be competitive for the rest of their series. But I, I don't know. I kind of feel like the Miami, uh, Miami Boston series is going to be very similar to the Phoenix and Dallas series where one team is going to dominate the other. That's just going by the, the first game. Like that game was not competitive after like the second quarter. The second quarter, Jason Tatum went off. He had 12 points in the second quarter and he just, it was just over. It was over after that that felt like game seven of the dallas phoenix series where it was pretty much over after 24 minutes so uh i'm hoping they can give us a couple of close games but yeah it's been kind of disappointing the uh playoffs overall but i think that i do have faith that luca's gonna make this warrior series competitive luca's gotta i mean he's gotta adjust to the warriors defense because it's a lot different yeah. than the sun's defense uh guys gotta hit shots they had like they were in it in the first half it was like a nine point game at halftime they just shot very poorly from three on some good looks on some good looks and then the the second half it, it kind of continued and luca got completely flustered in the second half i expect luca to like turn it around you know a lot of these series they're they're long like it's it's game to game and i don't like overreacting after one game when it comes to this stuff, because I mean, how often do we see that? If you would have looked at Dallas and Phoenix game one, you're like, okay, why are we playing this series? It's over. Like yeah. it's important not to react after, after one game because adjustments are made. Guys play differently from, from game to game. And that's just what happens in the playoffs. And I, I think Dallas will get back into it. I kind of think the Warriors win game two though, like at home, the Warriors are the better team. I know I picked the, the Mavericks largely just because I, think Luca is special and I want to kind of just see this run from him but the Warriors are overall the better team and when they're playing like they were in game one they're gonna be very gonna be very tough to beat so I I think I think Golden State wins game two though they're, they're gonna need a lot more from Luca and they're just gonna need role players to, to hit their threes and that's it's a tough strategy to to bank on that. Like we saw it in, in Houston for years. It's like you just need role players to hit their threes and then you need your star to carry you. And if your star is not completely carrying you and your guys aren't hitting your threes, you're you're doomed. And they were doomed. Yeah, it does feel like the 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 James Harden Houston Rockets with the Mavs, even though I have more faith in like the Dimwitty and Brunson that they're gonna respond in game two. I think game two is gonna be a little bit closer, but I also got the Warriors winning. I think this is gonna be kind of similar to the Phoenix series where I feel confident Dallas is gonna get some wins on their home court, but not so much as far as uh, you know them winning in golden state i think golden state in san francisco that chase arena they just seem so dominant and so ju they just been running through everybody have they lost at home in the in the playoffs so far i don't think they have i don't think uh, they have they lost no they they won both games against denver they lost a game to memphis didn't they i'm pretty sure they lost a the game to memphis yeah um no they I'm went up 3-1 against Memphis. yeah they? yeah they were up 3-1 so, yeah, maybe so yeah i think i think yeah they they have been dominant in san francisco so i i don't see the dallas mavericks beating them there but dallas if they can take care of their home court the series will go six or seven i said warriors in six on monday i'm gonna stand by that i'm not gonna react after one game and say the series is over like pat beverly which i have to say Patrick Beverly, 
needs a check from ESPN. Patrick Beverly, yo, I want Patrick Beverly to be the third man on FMC when we get to ESPN. It's going to be me, you, and Patrick Beverly, me and Pat Bev, heating on Chris Paul. Oh, my God. They got to pay me a lot of money if I'm going to work with Patrick Beverly. And, like, they might. But I – the best part is, like, Patrick Beverly slanders Chris Paul and everything, and then all these other players – come out and slander Patrick Beverly. So it actually rules like Dame Dame's response where someone was like, what is, what is Patrick Beverly stats? And someone showed it as like 10 points on like decent shooting or whatever. It's like, Oh, he actually played pretty well. And Dame's just like, nobody guards him. That's why nobody exactly. guards this man. Matt exactly. Barnes, JJ Reddick are clowning him. It's like, dude, just shut up. Just Yo, JJ, JJ Reddick, man. I, I gotta give this man credit. I'm glad he getting the check from ESPN because he was shutting a lot of what Pat Beth had to say down. Like, what are you talking about? Like, no, that is not that is not the truth. This is what's really going on. Oh man, that, that it was it was great. Pat Bev, Pat Bev already said he wanted to play with the Lakers ace. So so it's it's he said he wants to play with an all-time great in LeBron James. We're not trading Russell Westbrook for him. We we're gonna try. Try to get someone a little bit better than that, I but I don't think. I mean, yeah, Westbrook for for Beverly straight up. I don't think Beverly and Westbrook are playing on the same team regardless. So good luck, good luck with that, because I can tell you Westbrook ain't having that one. Just, no, that ain't no. happening. No, that's pretty much his claim to fame is injury. <laughs> Russell, Russell. That Westbrook. is. It's not pretty much. That's literally his claim to fame. This man has done nothing else in the league. Except ruin the best chance OKC had a title. Fuck Patrick Beverly. No, I don't want, and I don't want Pat Beverly on my Lakers at all. I want him on ESPN as an analyst. Like I haven't seen this much like unadulterated hatred and and like slander of people in such a great time. And he doesn't even answer questions. They legitimately ask him like like who's the better team, and he'd be like, "What do you mean? What do you mean on offense or defense?" He was like, he was like, and then he's like, oh, um, uh, Devin Booker. He's like, Devin Booker hasn't done anything. And he was like, but I view him in the rising stars with Luca, Anthony David, and I mean Anthony Edwards. And he's like, he's like, but he's nowhere near near any of these uh, guys. I was like, I was like, then why are you putting him in the same group as them? Like, he's like, he's very confusing Jeez. with his ant- analysis. He's awful. He doesn't have any analysis. He just goes on there and he spews his hot takes. And because he's in the league, people are like, oh, look at this. He's charismatic. He's got great delivery, similar to like Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. Like he's great at that stuff, but he doesn't actually have analysis on anything. Like he's just, he just goes there and spews his hot takes. And that's what, that's what they want. That's fine. Like my issue is that he, you have to reach a certain level i feel to do this if you've played in the league and been in the like skip bayless and Stephen a smith they're just going to spout their nonsense and people are like oh okay cool like patrick beverly has been in the league he's currently in the league and like when you are just a role player like he's no more valuable to a team than matt barnes was than jj reddick was they are very similar positions that's that's the fourth fifth best guy on a team, Kendrick Perkins, like yeah, those, Patrick Beverly, those are the at least Kendrick that, Perkins has a ring. At least Kendrick Perkins has a ring, but yes, this is true. like you gotta you gotta be at a certain level and have certain accomplishments to like say this stuff, especially about certain people like Chris Paul. Like, you can say what you want about Chris Paul, but 
he's still an all-time great player. All right. You can, yeah. you can do your choke jokes and everything, but he's still an all-time great player. But like Shaq, Shaq is an all-time great. If he wants to call out Dwight Howard and shit, if he wants to call out these guys, I don't always think it's warranted. I don't think Shaq has a lot of great analysis either, but he's super entertaining. But yeah. he gets away with it because of all of his accomplishments. Same with Charles Barkley. They're accomplished players, so they get away with it. Where Patrick Beverly, you just can't get away with that because you haven't done anything. But you see, you see all the people you name that are like accomplished players that are doing the analyst role. Those are all on TNT. It's like ESPN gets like the the, the fifth, fourth, the all these role players to be their analysts. They they can't get and they, the only NBA champions they got is is Kendrick Perkins and Matt Barnes, and they are they weren't really that important. Yeah, they were to, to their guys. Exactly. So it seems so, like mean, ESPN just gets these type of guys. Well, that's what ESPN wants, though. They just want these hot take guys. Like they they are so desperate to recreate what they have with inside the NBA. But the difference is inside the NBA, they have guys who won something. They have somebody who holds it together in um and I Ernie. can't think I can't think of his name. Er, yeah, EJ. Ernie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they have somebody who holds it together in Ernie, while on ESPN they they either have like max kellerman who also does like his hot takes and stuff like they the people who try to like host these shows on like first take and stuff they also want to get their opinions and ernie doesn't ernie just he lets he lays out a lot and lets those guys just be themselves and like has great chemistry and plays off of them well like espn is just so desperate to like recreate that but they're not getting stars at that level and then they don't care because this is why they pay uh, Bad Dog Russo and, and Skip. I think Skip's on for uh, Fox Sports, but uh, Stephen A. and all these guys now, like they just, this is what they want. They just want hot takes and it, it works for them. It works. It sucks. It's awful. I hope JJ Reddick graduates to TNT. He's so much better than ESPN. ESPN or JJ Reddick deserves better. Yeah, yeah, JJ is the type that I I do agree. He probably needs to be on like TNT. He's he would feel more at home than the the people he's around at ESPN. He actually good, gives good analysis. He explains himself very well. I think Jay and his podcast is really good too. I, I've listened to his podcast. Yeah. That's really good stuff. Uh, Draymond Green is the type that I think that in the future he might be one of the guys he's, that's over on TNT. Though he's really oh, his he's, podcast is really good. Yeah, he's 100% going going to TNT. I think Wade yeah. is going to go to TNT as well. I mean, maybe because he's a jazz part of like part owner of like the jazz now. Maybe there's conflicting interests there. Uh, yeah. But if, if he wants the TNT job at some point, I think he'll get it. Yeah, Draymond, he, he's very insightful. I'm not the biggest Draymond fan like as a player because he's kicking people in the dick and everything. Uh, and he's super annoying. But like he's... He's very insightful on his podcast, and, and he's good. And Draymond is a guy who, and he's he's accomplished stuff. And I do think he can be level headed when it comes to like his analysis of players uh, once he once he's out of the league and everything. And he's not just going to completely go off and just give a bunch of hot takes. I do think he'll, we'll get it a little bit because it it is what kind of sells. Like Ashok says, if yeah. people pay attention to hot takes for ratings or no, they do. Like they people do love. People love the Skip Bayless and, and Stephen A. Smith stuff. They absolutely yeah. love it. Um, I, I personally, like when I'm watching the shows, you either got to be entertaining like uh, Charles and and Shaq and Kenny and EJ like on uh, inside the NBA, or I want like actual analysis on the thing. And I'm not saying Skip and Stephen like aren't entertaining. They are, but they I've just become so numb to like what they actually say is like, okay, 
cool. Like, I don't know if they actually believe this kind of stuff. And I don't know if Charles and Shaq believe a lot of stuff they say either, no. but it, at least they have, at least they have like a self-awareness to like play or to self-awareness to like understand that sometimes they're just being stupid and they get ripped on for it. Like they, they a hundred percent get called out for it and, and skip in, in Stephen a and Shannon and all these guys, if they get called out there, they just go on defensive and start yelling even louder. And everything. Well, Barkley and Jack will just laugh and just be like, "Yeah, yeah, I probably said that. Fuck it, whatever." Like that's what that's what makes them charming as well. Like, man, the hot take stuff works. I I just I'll do it on this show because of the bit and for fun. But when I'm watching, you know, these paid professionals and shit, it's not something I I enjoy watching. Yeah, and I think that's why Skip is the the better of the two now that Skip and Stephen A have separated because he's with someone who's just incredibly entertaining and Shannon. And Shannon and Shannon is 100% in his bias when it comes to like basketball. He he bleeds purple and gold just like me. So I enjoy Shannon and Skip's dynamic. Stephen A, he just doesn't know how to get along with anybody and that's why it's kind of like that and that's why they have the revolving door that they do over on first take but this tells you just how much these nba playoffs these first three games of the conference finals is going because we've spent more time talking about Allen, <laughs> talking about the the talking heads on espn and tnt more than we've been talking about these three games so hopefully by the time we come back next week the games will be better so we have more to talk about from the nba just give me one good game just give me a good game tonight all right just just do it Please, 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 please give me a good basketball game. That's all I want. <laughs> Playoffs have sucked. This is la- this hey, last. They week haven't has completely. Been awful. Yeah, yeah. The last week. Has the last sucked. week has been awful. The conference, the conference finals, and the game sevens from Sunday. It's not been the best week when it comes to NBA uh, playoffs. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I think the the Dallas, uh, Dallas and uh, Golden State series that's going to get better. I think tonight's game is going to be closer than game one. And like I said, I think that series is going to go six. I think Miami and Boston. It's just been a very defensive series where one team is shutting down the other in like the first half and the game is pretty much over by the second half. So, yeah, I'm hoping that those games get closer as well, but I have more faith in the uh, Dallas and Golden State because there's more stars, there's more firepower from Luka, from from Steph, Clay, that we're going to get some, you know, good scoring games. But I don't know about the Eastern Conference. It, it feels like the Eastern Conference uh, finals from, like, 2004 more than it does in 2022. And that that this series is always going to be a rock fight. Like it was just always going to be like a defensive struggle. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. Ninety-six percent of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. 
Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And then if one team kind of got hot from three, then it could be a little a bit out of hand. And so far, that, that's what we saw last night um, with, with Tatum taking over and Boston shooting the ball very well. Because both teams are good defensively. I, I'll take a defensive struggle. Like, I will, I will, I'll take an 85 to 83 game. Just give me... Just give me a close game. That's all I want. I don't care if it's, it's, you know, if it's a low scoring close game and the basketball is not pretty or anything. Just give me the final five minutes that matter in a game. That's all I'm asking for. Give me a final five minutes that matter because I can't remember. It's been at least a week since we've had a game where the final five minutes matter. It was like last Wednesday with uh, the 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 Bucks and Boston with Drew Holiday making those plays. That was like yeah. the last time that the final five minutes in a game mattered like last wednesday or thursday whatever whatever game whenever that game was game five when the bucks won that was the last time i felt like crunch time mattered in the nba playoffs that's annoying that's actually very true because the last two games of well i mean didn't i think game six between memphis and golden state that was close for a lot of it it was just golden state pulled away in the fourth quarter but yeah uh the 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 closeout game for sixers and heat that was a wash. Uh, the last two games of Boston and Milwaukee, that was a wash. And then we already have talked about Dallas and Phoenix. It just was one team dominating the other. So hopefully we have more positive things to say about the NBA. We don't have to put the NBA playoffs has been trash in our, in our title. <laughs> have been trash. I got a PowerPoint presentation to do. That's what I've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. It's about that time. It's about that time for anyone who's new to the show. New to the show. Let me explain. Let me explain what's going on here. At the beginning of the NBA playoffs, my dear friend, Jeremy Dan Lambert, he (laughs) he was so confident in the Phoenix Suns. To be in the team to make it to the NBA playoffs. You know me, I still stand by the fact that the Phoenix Suns shouldn't have never made the NBA playoffs last season. And and I'll, I do want to also in the finals. This. They were the two seed. You can't say they shouldn't have made the playoffs last season. Should, I mean, oh well, they shouldn't have ne- never made the finals. Yes, the finals. <laughs> I, I'm going overboard. I'm sorry, but I, I just wanted to mention that Cameron uh, Cameron Payne. Thank you so much for your comment saying that, oh, Phoenix had all these injuries. They had all these injuries. They had Chris Paul with the quad injury. Aiton was hurt. Booker was hurt. So it wasn't a fair series against the Dallas Mavericks. Thank you so much, Cameron Payne, because you made my argument for why y'all beat the Los Angeles Lakers last year. So, yes, they should have made the NBA playoffs last season. But Jeremy Lambert, he was so confident. They were going to make it this season that he said, he said that they wouldn't lose more than they wouldn't lose five games before the NBA finals. And I, I, I took the bet. I took the bet. It was uh, we got to give credit to JJ. He came up with the PowerPoint presentation bet where the other person would have to do a PowerPoint presentation about the other team, the other person's favorite basketball team. So, of course, mine, the Los Angeles Lakers, Jeremy, the OKC Thunder. And then we we elevated the bet even more. We said we're going to do a PowerPoint presentation on not just the other person's favorite team, but the other person's MVP candidate, Jeremy Lambert, the two-time 
NBA regular season MVP, uh, Jokic, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. Yeah, congratulations. You got it when you were sitting at home. And Joel Embiid, the real MVP, the guy who should have won it last year. See, we still going back to last year. Still last year he should have won it if it wasn't for injuries, but he should have won it this year. But that's besides the point because we're about to hear a PowerPoint presentation on both of these things. But even before we got to the five losses for the Phoenix Suns, Jeremy tried to put me on the spot saying that because Booker got injured in the first round that I had to give him one more win and that it would be six losses before they get to the NBA finals. And I took the bet because I'm no coward. He called me a coward if I didn't accept the bet. And I accepted the bet. And the Phoenix Suns are not even in the conference finals. So I won the bet. And we are here, ladies and gentlemen, for a special episode of FMC with Jeremy Lambert with a PowerPoint presentation on the Los Angeles Lakers and why they are great, why they will win some NBA titles in the next few years, and why Joel Embiid should be our NBA regular season. MVP. It's a great day. It's SP3 week. It's the Friday of SP3 week. Jeremy Lambert, take it away. I'm going to tweet this. I hope this works because I don't know how slideshows work in StreamYard. So I, I saved it as like a PDF and I think I'm just going to like open frame by frame. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll figure out a way for this work, but as, as usual when it comes to this stuff, I've not tested this at all. I'm doing my PowerPoint presentation about Joel and Pete should have won MVP and why the Lakers will win. The next 10 titles. Not really the next 10. But... Here we go. Let me share. Let me share this with everybody. Uh, oh, it does do slides on this. Oh, from Google Slides. Oh, wow. let's go. All let's right. go. This actually seems like it'll work pretty well. All right, here we go. Open. Clearly, I've never used the... Uh, the uh... All right, here we go, everybody. Add to stream. Oh, let me let me take off the, uh, the overlay here. Right. Joel Embiid, the real MVP. Okay, right. but not really. <laughs> not really. Next slide. Head to head, and their only head to head matchup. Embiid and the Sixers lost by four to Jokic and the Nuggets. Embiid had 34 points, Jokic had 22 points. Since points are all that matter in basketball, the team with the most points wins. Embiid won the head to head. So, see, Embiid head to head against Jokic, he outscored him. Thus, he should have won the MVP. They only played once. Embiid was hurt the other game, so you can't really count that. Uh, but, you know. Points are all that matter, right? You can't win unless you score the most points, right? SP3, the team with the most points wins. So Embiid beat him head-to-head in points. Based on that, Embiid should be the MVP. That's my biggest argument for Joel Embiid, in that if it came down to a one-game series, Embiid won the one-game series, and thus he should have won the MVP. Help. The Los Angeles Lakers did not make the playoffs. If Joel Embiid was on the Lakers, they would have made the playoffs. Carrying the Lakers to a playoff spot is MVP worthy. LeBron James couldn't do it. If Jokic was on the Lakers, they would have made make the play or they would have missed the playoffs. Jokic and Westbrook don't get along. Shit, Embiid and Westbrook don't get along. LOL, the Lakers traded for Westbrook. 
<laughs> this is not right. This is what are, why are we talking about the Lakers and our Joel Embiid? I'm telling you that Joel Embiid, I'm telling you that Embiid would have helped the Lakers to the playoffs. I've combined the two the two topics here, SB3. It's all gonna come full circle in the end. All right. You gotta trust me. You gotta trust me here that I'm not that I took this very seriously and I'm making a good case for all of this stuff. All right, Embiid would have helped the Lakers make the playoffs while Jokic wouldn't have, even though nobody gets along with Russell Westbrook, okay? They would have put their differences aside. It would have been fine. Everything would have been fine. Don't worry about it. Save your questions to the end. Numbers. Embiid averaged 30.6 points per game, which was first in the NBA, 11.7 rebounds, which was six, 4.2 assists, career high, 1.1 steals, career high, 1.5 blocks, which is 12, shooting 49.9% from the field, 37.7 from the three-point line. People like numbers. They make you look smart. You don't need context of these numbers. They're just numbers. Look out! Look at all these great numbers. What do they actually mean? I don't know, but like he it led the league in scoring. He, he led the league in scoring. MVP. Yeah. He averaged he averaged double digit rebounds, good enough for six career high in assists, four point two. How does that compare to Embiid or uh, Jokic? Who cares? It was a career high for Embiid, one point one steals, also a career high. A lot of blocks, twelfth in the NBA. Shot well from the field, thirty seven points, thirty seven percent from three, which actually kind of shocked to me. Uh, but yeah, numbers. SV three people love it. People love using numbers. Hi, she's here to see my great presentation. Yeah, she said. She said. So he wants to see the PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, people just love numbers. You just throw numbers. People don't. You don't need context to these numbers. Just love it. Hi. Hi. <laughs> She's like, I'm here to make it better. I'm here to make this PowerPoint presentation better. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Do you have any questions about these numbers, SP3? I feel like I've made a good argument for Embiid and these great numbers he has put up. These are these are immaculate numbers, and it makes the case that he should be the MVP. Yeah, just great, great, great numbers for Joel Embiid. Harden. Embiid had to play with Harden. It actually works in his favor because, LOL, James Harden, not even the Lakers were dumb enough to trade for him. James Harden is washed, all right? Embiid, the fact that he carried James Harden that far says a lot. We're going to ignore that Jokic didn't have his uh, second and third best player and that the, the Nuggets were banged up. Harden be playing was more of a detriment to Embiid than the Nuggets. Oh, that was my argument. Yes, that was my argument. He, he, had a ink, he already had an anchor around his ankle in Doc Rivers, and they gave him another one in James Harden. Yeah. Exactly. So this actually helps Embiid that playing with James Harden makes his case stronger than the Nuggets not having any good players on their team. So good job, Embiid. You carried Harden, even though it was only part of the season. You carried James Harden into the playoffs, and you only won two games. You only won two games in the second round because Embiid was there, and, and Harden, unfortunately, still had to play. When, when Embiid was out, they lost those two games. When he came back, they won two games, and then they still lost two more. But James Harden actually helps the case of Joel Embiid, even though the playoffs have nothing to do with the regular season MVP. Defense. The Sixers had a better defense. No one really cares about defense. There's a defensive player of the year for this reason. No people, one, I mean, people love defense. Defense nah, wins championships, and that's why Joel uh -huh. Embiid is the better defender than yeah. Jokic. Yeah, Rudy Gobert is going real far as the defensive player of the year in winning championships, isn't he? Yeah. 
defense is, is great. People love defense. They have defensive player of the year, SP3. Like no one nobody factors in defense when they talk about MVP. No one. Should they? Should hey, they? Yes. Hey, hey, the defensive player of the year is still in the playoffs while the MVP, quote unquote, is not. And so is the your MVP, quote unquote. He's not in the playoffs either. It's not his fault. He has James Harden and Doc Rivers. <laughs> I mean, that's that's honestly fair. That's honestly fair with Doc Rivers. Uh, looking ahead, the Sixers are going to pay James Harden a lot of money. It's possible Embiid punches him in the face at some point because he can't throw an entry pass. The Lakers will trade for Embiid. Embiid will fix the Lakers, maybe win a real MVP instead of being the most valuable Philadelphian, which is like saying you're the most valuable sewage collector. There's value, but Philly is a trash city. I fixed the Lakers. They're going to trade for Embiid. Embiid's going to come to the Lakers. He's going to help them win the next 10 titles. I've said good things about the Los Angeles Lakers and that Embiid will come there. He'll go to a real town, unlike Philadelphia. I'm putting over Los Angeles here. He'll come to a real basketball town, a town that's actually won something in the NBA, unlike Philadelphia. They won't have to give them this fake MVP award. Most valuable Philadelphian? The fuck is that? What is that? Honestly. I'm sure Rocky has won it for the past. Gritty's probably won this stupid fucking award. Like, that's that's how valuable, most valuable Philadelphian is. Gritty's like a three-time MVP in Philadelphia. Doesn't matter. Hey, but hey. Embiid, don't cut me off, SP3. Embiid is going to go to the Lakers. He's going to fix them. He is. LeBron James can throw an entry pass, unlike James Harden. Westbrook will be gone by this point. It'll be fine. You'll have Davis, who can maybe be hurt. You'll have, or maybe maybe play games. You'll have Embiid, who also maybe play games. Um, actually, now that I think about it, they'll probably both be injured a lot, and the Lakers will still lose. And you'll, you'll keep using the injury excuse for everything because that's what Lakers fans love to do. But that's beside the point. You'll have Davis and Embiid. They'll Duncan and Robinson the shit out of the NBA in the modern era. And it, the Lakers are going to win the next 10 titles thanks to Embiid and Davis. Assuming they can stay healthy, they're probably not going to stay healthy. But I, in, a, in this fantasy world that we live in, where Joel Embiid has won the MVP this year, Embiid and Davis will stay healthy, and the Lakers will win the next 10 titles. LeBron will be part of it for some of them. They'll get Bronny James Jr. He'll sell, LeBron will go to uh, Adam Silver and somehow rig the lottery to get Bronny James to Los Angeles, whether it's some type of trade or however he's going to do it, some secret agent mission or some shit. I don't know. Uh, he'll get it done. He's LeBron James. He finds a way to get the guys that he wants, even though it rarely works out for him. It, it still, you know, whatever LeBron has to do to make himself feel better about being a terrible GM, him, he somehow gets it done. The Lakers will win the next 10 titles. That has been my PowerPoint presentation on why the Lakers will be fixed in the next 10 years and why Joel Embiid is the real MVP of the season. You're welcome. I feel robbed. This is this is this was all this was all just a slander campaign devised Never. under a PowerPoint presentation. And I was gonna say at that last part, the only way it makes it good is that the last person who went from Philadelphia to Los Angeles was Will Smith, and he went on to have a successful career. So so Joel Embiid will do the same by going from Philadelphia to the Los Angeles Lakers. I agree with that part but the, the the slander 
to my Los Angeles Lakers. They couldn't even get their own PowerPoint. This is supposed to be two PowerPoint presentations. You found a way to combine the two and slander both of them at the same time. This is, this is, I, I want a recount. I want a recount. I want a re-PowerPoint presentation. You screwed me on Wednesday at Pulitzer Post. Now you screwed me on Friday with this PowerPoint presentation. Oh my goodness, this is ridiculous. I, I, I completed the project. You asked me to do the project of why Embiid should be the MVP. I gave you numbers. I, I slandered James Harden. I, I gave you facts and evidence as to why he should. And you asked me to say nice things about the Los Angeles Lakers. And I said they're going to win the next 10 titles thanks to Embiid. So I completed the project, SP3. You don't have to give me a passing grade. I don't really care about see, uh, I'm not even pass giving you fail. A, you didn't even complete it. I'm giving you an incomplete. I'm I did complete it. I did. You get an incomplete. I completed the project. I turned that shit in. It's all good. This is how I did projects in school. I just did it, completed it. Like here, here it is. Oh Jesus! Like didn't, this is, didn't care. C's get is, degrees. SB three. That's all I need on this project. This is what I get. This is what I get for X for PowerPoint presentation, ladies and gentlemen. That was a great PowerPoint presentation. I can't wait for your PowerPoint presentation about Carl Marie and and, oh, <laughs> and Pauly. Can't oh, wait for man. that. One. Can't oh, wait for that one. I already have ideas for that one too. I already have ideas for that one. Yeah. <laughs> that this was a ridiculous. great PowerPoint presentation. Ridiculous. I gave you numbers. Everyone loves numbers. You gave me numbers with no <laughs> content. He, he didn't even want to compare it to Jokic because he feels like Jokic's numbers are better. Oh. Well, you asked me to argue for Embiid, and so I did. If I compared him to Jokic, I, it would have killed my argument. So you you didn't want me to kill my argument, did you? I no, gave you I numbers. I gave you nice things about Embiid. I gave you nice things about the Lakers for the most part. It's all good. I just yes. said they're going to win the next 10 titles because they're going to have Embiid and Davis as the new Duncan and Robinson. Hey, I would love that. I would love that. Give me Embiid with Davis and LeBron. That's like the dream team. You'll right get about there. 20 games combined for <laughs> all three of them. Will you stop? LeBron can play. <laughs> LeBron will at least play. Fine, 25 60. games. He'll combined. play 60. LeBron will play 60. That's enough. No, absolutely not. He's going to be injured even more this season. David Davis and he's in 20. He's had a whole, a whole, what, three? He's going to have three, four months to get healthy. He's How ready. come? Why is he going to have three to four months to get healthy? What happened this year to where he's going to have extra time to get healthy? We have Russell Westbrook. That's what happened. That's what happened, happened, ladies. And we had a we had an old uh, old retirement home of other players to combine with that. We were the oldest team in the NBA. That's never a wise decision. Whose fault was that? That was LeBron's fault. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take the heat for that. I'm not gonna let Rob Palinka. Rob Palinka put together a championship team in 2020, and you saw what LeBron did to that. It's ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous stuff that I have to deal with on this show. I have. I have never. I have never been this way 
on this show. I've never, I've never slandered anyone on this show the way Jeremy Lambert just slandered my last <laughs> episode. <laughs> Chris Paul has never had to deal with this type of slander. No, no. Never. Chris Paul has only had facts being told about him on this show. I agree with Maggie, though. I'm gonna do my PowerPoint presentation is gonna be about why the OC is the greatest teen teen soap of all time. That's what I'm gonna do a PowerPoint presentation on. That's fair. That's very fair. Yes. All right, I've sent I've sent this link to Caden. I'm gonna have to yell at Caden because he. I'll, I'll explain on air. We got a graphic for Caden as well. And by the great Romeo of uh, True Heel Heat, he's, he's created a penalty box graphic for us. Hopefully, Caden will get the link and pop in here in a second. We are watching Challenge All-Stars 3. Uh, we will do our review after the, the penalty box. Um, how many episodes? I've watched three episodes. Is that all? Is Has there been yeah. four? Okay. No, it's all been right. three. It's been okay. three. Then I'm all yes. caught up. Then. All right. All right, Caden is here. Let's pop up the the penalty box graphic. We need like music. We need, like, yeah, like like a hockey shot. Yeah, <laughs> cool penalty box graphic. Shout out to Romeo for making the penalty box graphic. Hello, Caden. Hello, Caden. Hello. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm not happy after my Florida Panthers let in a goal. With three seconds to go in the yeah, third rough. period and lost the game. That was rough. Kaden, I'm going to yell at you right fast. All right? Because you're I great. I love you. No one fucking bothered me when the abs are playing. All right? I When I'm tweeting, I'm getting frustrations out. I'm just very angry. Here's all the shit that I texted my I got to text my friend because I'm afraid to tweet. Because people like Caden want to tweet me and be like, oh, it's okay, or this is the same, or I don't know what you're tweeting me, Caden. I'm just annoyed by it. I'm annoyed by anybody that tweets me during the game. Don't talk to me when I gotta turn my note, I gotta turn my mentions off when I tweet this stuff. I'm just tweeting to to be frustrated. No one bothered me when I'm tweeting. Don't respond to this. Like the tweet, that's fine. Give me a little bit of engagement with the like. Don't respond to me though. Don't DM me, Caden. Don't don't do that either. Just don't talk to me. All right. Nobody talk to me. The the fiance has learned I'm going to bed. I'm not gonna be around you. I'm going to bed. And she she's very smart in that because she knows I won't yell at her. I love her, but she knows that like I get very agitated with this stuff. And she's like, I'm not dealing with your dumb ass getting this mad about sports. I'm going to bed. She's very smart with that. Here's what I, I texted my friend. People remember I texted him a lot during. Game two of the first round, a game they actually won. Fuck the playoffs. Avs absolutely don't have it tonight. It's obvious their goalie is going to stop everything, and they aren't really creating good chances. Now the refs have decided to make every call after not calling anything. Both Blues goals have gone off sticks and are, have gone off the six of our own guys and in. Just terrible luck on top of everything. I hate hockey. Shitty basketball game and shitty hockey game. Your predictions suck. My friend told me the basketball game would be close and the Avs would be winning in a blowout. My friend's a fucking moron for these predictions. All right? Don't bother me during the Avs game. I'm very, I, you see how agitated I am after the game after. I'm going to miss Saturday's game because I'm going to be watching Eddie Kingston kick the shit out of people at AIW. But I'm going to miss Saturday's game and I'm already agitated about that too. Kaden, you're great. I appreciate <laughs> everything you do. Nobody bothered me when the Avs are playing. Just let me tweet. Let me vent. Don't talk to me. 
Well, let's talk about the Great abs chat, then. guys. No, let's not talk about the abs. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right into the abs. Uh, so the St. Louis Blues will be playing Gloria this morning after the Colorado Avalanche lost four to one to the St. Louis Blues. It was pretty close up until uh, like. It wasn't fucking close. We got dominated all game. We played like shit. Nathan McKinnon is even like, we played like shit. We like, we just didn't have it tonight. You could tell from the opening. I know this team. You could tell from the first period how they're going to play. They did not have it. They looked like shit five on five. The four check got to them. They just could not get anything right. Absolutely dominated. They got lucky in a power play goal to make it two to one in the third period and then fine. But then you could just, and then the, the blue scored shortly after that. They did not have it last night. The game was not close. Bennington is 2019 Bennington. It's terrible, awful. I don't know what's wrong with Kale McCarr. Nathan McKinnon disappears in the second round. What the fuck happens to him when the second round comes around? Miko Rantanen, it'd be cool if you showed up, Miko Rantanen. Where the hell are you? Nazem Kadri actually isn't suspended this year, but he may as well be with the way he's playing right now. I don't know what the fuck's happening with this team. It was not close. Blues in five. All right, let's move on to the Panthers and the Lightning. <laughs> I already complained about this a little earlier. The Tampa Bay Lightning scored with four seconds to go to make it a 2-1 game against the Florida Panthers, and that's my Panthers on my team. We're now down 2-0. Panthers absolutely dominated Tampa in most of the game other than, like, the first period. In the second and third, they were completely dominant, had eight more shots in total. The Panthers should have won this game, but this is another example of the Panthers' top guys not being able to do anything. Like in the first round, Barkov's disappearing, Ekblad's disappearing. Mackenzie Weger needs to be benched. I don't care. Yeah, like, that was he was horrible. He was good in the regular season, but like, get him out of here. Nope, get him out immediately. I want him gone. I want him off this team. I want him traded. I want Mackenzie Weger off this team if we lose the playoffs because of him. I want him out of this team immediately. He sucks. He's overrated as hell. That's fair. That, that that play last night, him going behind the net, wasn't good. Why, why do you go behind the net to puck chase when there's four seconds left in the game? And both Ben Sherrod's back there too. Yeah, Ben Sherrod sucks. That was a bad trade. Ben Sherrod, we spent the first round on him. And I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. That's my number one team. Panthers are number two. So, like, I'm happy with getting the first rounder for Ben Sherrod. But Ben Sherrod is not worth the first rounder. He's kind of not great. He's not great at all. What what other series are there? I don't even know. The Battle of Alberta was really good. That that was a nine to eight game, whatever it was, nine to six. Uh, so it was six to nine. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oilers and Flames. That was a very uh, high scoring game. It was five. It was like five nothing after like four minutes. Yeah. I believe like it was it was pretty crazy. And then Edmonton scored like five in a row. And then Calgary got three more. It's fun to see the high-scoring games, especially in the Battle of Alberta. It's been a while since we've had one of the playoffs, so that's uh, it's a fun series to watch. If anybody's going to watch a playoff series, that's the one. It's going to be awesome. And Carolina and New York, they went to overtime in game one. I love me some overtime. Uh, I thought New York, at least for the first couple of periods, were the better team. Then the Canes decided, all right, we're going to play hockey now. And they won. It's a fun series. Who gives a fuck about the playoffs? Everything sucks. Yeah, that was an overtime game. It's uh, it's been pretty close. Uh, that's that game was pretty close overall. Everything's pretty evenly matched, and I don't really care about that series because 
or mainly because I was at AEW that night, so I was not watching, and I just really don't care about either of those teams. But Battle of Alberta's fun. Do you have anything to plug, Caden? Are you going to annoy me some more on Saturday? Uh, probably. I'll, I'll I'm not tweeting about the game on Saturday. I'll be I'll be at a wrestling show. It's going to be very bad because I'll be looking at my phone, and the fiance is going to be like, "Can you not check your phone every five minutes to check the score?" And I'm going to be like, "Absolutely not. Stop. You can watch the wrestling if you would like. There are, there's a professional playoff hockey game going on." So I'm going to I actually think the show will be over by the time the game ends so I can get home and then watch the end of it. Don't annoy me. All right. If you tweet, see me tweet about hockey, everybody, while the game is going on, just ignore me. Just just let me tweet. Let me work through it. All right. Just 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 don't don't annoy me. I will block you. I threaten to block Caden. I don't even know what your gift was about. I will block you if you just annoy me and tweet uh, at me. My, my gift was Gloria. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck that meant. You don't like remember in uh, 2019 when the Blues won the Stanley oh, Cup? Uh, Stanley I should They were playing blocked. Gloria. I should get out of here, Caden. I should have blocked you for that. Honestly, I blocked people last last playoffs. I 100 percent blocked people. People I like, people I've done shows with. I don't care. Don't don't talk to me about it during the playoffs. Just don't don't tweet me during this stuff. Let me tweet into the void. So I text my friend. Everyone on Twitter is annoying. Do you want to plug anything, Caden? Yes. Uh, 10 Count Wrestling on YouTube. Head over there. I did a, uh, my own sour grap edition of AEW Dynamite because I was very sour after AEW in Rampage. I was not happy. Go follow Caden on Twitter uh, where he plugs all his stuff as well. Thank you, Caden. You're going to get blocked on Saturday. <laughs> I don't like hockey, SB3. Oh, man. It's the worst like, sport in the world. This is like the best 10 to 15 minutes of this show every week, ladies and gentlemen, because I have no rooting interest at all. I don't even have a team to hate on like I do with the NBA when the Lakers are around. I don't have any team to hate on. I just enjoy Jeremy getting so stressed and ranting it's great it's great stuff it's so it's so bad it's so bad i turned the game off at 3-1 last night because you know your team you just know you know when it's not going well but like at one nothing it's like okay at two nothing it was two nothing after the second period so it's like all right sure and then they made it two to one like two minutes into the third so it's like all right well there's a little bit of hope at least on the scoreboard but you can just tell that it's not going their way but it's hockey one shot can change anything and then it became three to one. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's over. I started watching Entourage. I was like, fuck this game. Like, I know, I know it's over. And then it became four to one. And I was like, well, good. I'm glad I turned it off. Oh, dude, playoffs are so stressful. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I apologize to, to Kaden. You're great. I apologize <laughs> to anybody I get mad at, but I'm also warning everybody. Just ignore my tweets when I'm tweeting during the game. Just ignore it. All right. Let don't tweet out to the void yeah just just this is why i text my friend because i just read my text like it's a lot worse if i actually tweeted what i want to tweet i try to be very diplomatic on things when i when i'm tweeting this stuff of like oh you know well we got to do this this and this it's fine really i'm screaming internally like fuck all of this like they, these rants are what i actually feel 
What else do we have to talk about? We're not, this is not a wrestling show, a shock. We don't talk about wrestling here. What else do we have to talk about? You want to talk about the challenge? You can check out True Hill Heat tomorrow. We'll talk about it. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, the challenge, All Stars hey, three. Send, send this link to uh, our pal Share Delaware, and we gotta, we might have to talk about wrestling with this fucking awful tattoo she has gotten. Just did you see this thing? I saw the picture. I saw the picture from like afar, like scrolling. I didn't really click on it, and then I saw other tweets from her, like uh, uh, you know, referencing it. So I went back, and then I actually saw it. I was like, dedication, dedication. She, she, when did she message me? She messages me on Saturday, and has the drawing of it, and is like, "I need to show you the very bad but very funny thing I'm doing." And she shows me the picture, and I know it's a tattoo drawing. And I'm just like, "Are you high? Like, did you take an edible? Like, what, what, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Did you do it?" And she's like, "Not yet." And then she she uh, showed it. She tweeted it yesterday, and I just was like, "You you're you got to be stopped. You're a monster. Like, what what is happening? What what is wrong with you?" just <sighs> bad decisions people i understand people make bad decisions but she was warned she was warned by me i'm sure she was warned by sean i was about like, to say did sean warn her <laughs> she she has friends like she she has friends who tried to prevent this and she still went forward with it and i i don't i don't get it i don't i don't get it sv3 she's committed she's look i love a good bit commitment that that's very that's very far i will have one of the kids draw a cody tattoo on my neck i will not actually i'll get a temporary i'll get one of those temporary tattoos when WWE releases. When they drop them. those yeah i'm gonna get one just, yeah. to, piss off, just to piss off wifey um <laughs> as far as the challenge all stars three you saw so you saw episode two and three yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, last week. yes i'm completely caught up all right so episode two what did you think um, so episode two was the, the swing set thing, right? Yeah, that one. <laughs> so Tina! the sabotage. Yes, Tina. <laughs> oh man, that was bad. That was bad. So the sabotage was like they had to start late, and then uh Wes used it on, on Jordan and uh who Sylvia used it on who, Kendall? Uh, who did she use it on? Either Kendall or Kellyanne, I think she did. Yeah, Kendall or Kellyanne, one of those. Yeah, yeah, it was um, Kellyanne because Kellyanne had to wait, and then she got pissed off because she couldn't figure out what the star. Yeah, she, yeah, she couldn't do the puzzle. Kellyanne just garbage at puzzles. Um, so, so yeah, the, the sabotage went down with that. I gotta, I gotta pull up the wiki because I remember episode. I watched episode three, uh, like over the weekend, and I watched or episode two over the weekend, and then I watched episode three just last night. So that one was much more fresh. Yeah, I watched um, it yesterday. All right, so the the winners of last night's game, or okay, here we go. It was yes, yeah, out and of reach. Kendall. Yeah, yes and Kendall. Yeah, yes and Kendall won, and then John and Kayla, Jordan, Brad were the um, were the authority, and then so Tina because she just did absolutely nothing, and Latarian were the last place people in this one, and then they voted in. Melinda and Mark. And unfortunately, Melinda got hurt. Her ankle was still bothering her. She could barely go down the steps. 
and she couldn't she couldn't compete. And then Mark, this is a big move to to throw it in is. Mark. And this is where yes, like people were starting to be like, and at least Wes was like, oh, yes, plays a different game than y'all think he's playing. He ain't this nice guy anymore. I knew, so. I knew, because I, I, you know, I appreciate the stuff he does, the entrepreneurial work, the charity work, great stuff. But I peep game from All Stars One when he went on the whole, you know, I don't judge people based on the history that I had with them. I base, hey, sure, I base it on, I base it on, uh, you know, day to day when we wake up in the morning and we have coffee and tea together. And then he got everybody to vote for Nehemiah. Like I, I knew, yes, is a snake. He's a snake in the grass, and I'm sick of people. I'm sick. I see people hating on Wes on social media, like, oh, Wes is Wes is basically like Josh was in Total Madness. No, yes is after Wes. There's a difference here. Share before we go back to the challenge here, we were burying you for your life decisions. Uh in particular, your tattoo that you got. <laughs> I have made um, wrestling Twitter very angry. <laughs> I've been called a cunt. That's not nice. What? People suck. People oh, suck. God. And I'm like, everyone keeps being like, they should be straight and smooth. And I'm like, how do your fingers look? Because that would look like a fucking hot dog's. Like, yeah. it would just look like hot dog. My fingers are not straight and smooth, so and it's gloves. But I'm like, uh, who cares? Like, why are you this concerned about what someone else did? It's not like it's something offensive. So right, I we I'm just bearing you because I tried to tell you not to do this. And you did. You just you just went ahead and did it anyway. I did say that I appreciate your commitment to the bit. Like you. You know I love a good bit commitment, and you are one hundred percent like even more than that committed to this. So so bless, like don't be mean to shit, everybody. No, we're allowed to be mean. We're our friends. It's all a good fun. Don't be an actual dick. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, that's not even like top ten worst life decisions that I've made. Everyone wants to know about the shed. He lives in a shed. Yeah, I don't know what more there is to say about it. He didn't have anywhere to live, and these people that he barely knew let him move into their shed, and he lives there for free. It's a good deal if you can get it, honestly. Free, just free to be, living. Just to be clear, there's no heating or cooling. His yeah, electricity free. is ran on extension cords from the house, and he's 30 years old. But it's free. It's free, though. Why won't the super chat function is not working? That's not good. We want money. Yeah, we want money. Yeah. Alan Weinstein, I think he's related to Weinstein from Entourage. (laughs) He's got money. So let's fix the super chat function. You can you can go to to humperchats.com and maybe that'll uh, that'll work if if you want to do if you'd like to do that. Uh, please if you, if you want to send us money you can just paypal me directly if you would like as well i'll take that if you want to do that my paypal is generally do i need to kick your kids in the head to share <laughs> they just get louder and louder and louder oh, yeah. i was yeah. i was telling sv3 like i think we're gonna have to move the show uh not next week but the following week we're gonna have to move days because the EP is going to be working and then I'll be at home with the kids and there's just no way they're going to give me like an hour and a half of peace and quiet 
while I'm trying to do this show. They're just going to be screaming the entire time. And I'm just, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to have to kick them in the head. And I'm going to get really in trouble if I kick kick them in the head. Yeah. Really in trouble. Don't don't get in trouble for the show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you you don't like yes, which understandable. Uh, in In the arena, whatever it's called, they did... So it's lights out where they're just on two opposite ends of the pole. You got to push it, hit the button. Latarian tries to run. I don't know what he was actually thinking. He should have just probably just played the stall game a little bit more. Yeah. But he tries to run. I do love the editing on this where they made it super dramatic. It made it seem like he had a chance on this thing. And then Mark is just like, Mark got pulled Thanks. the opposite yeah. way by like an inch. So it yeah. did look like he could have he could have made the, the come up. But man, like why does Latarian always get the short end of the stick? He either has to go against Mark or Nehemiah in these eliminations and he can never win. No. Um, and Mark won, and that was the end of uh, Latarian. And then, yeah, um, Melinda went home for the women because she got injured. No, because yeah, um, Melinda and Tina d- can never face each other in a limit. My draft list is not looking so great. Yeah, so, okay. What do you have me, left here? I don't so Letarian know. Latarian's gone. gone. That's out. That's out for share. And then Melinda is also gone. I had Melinda, so that's not looking good me either we're not doing well share like you and i both had two people eliminated sp3 has nobody eliminated what no i think this uh this last episode episode well yeah three. i'm saying through two episodes yeah. through two episodes yeah. Yeah. Through, we'll, through, we'll two episode. through two episodes we share and i have two eliminated sp3 has none so episode three uh the the, the challenge is basically just mud wrestling and you try to get the ball uh, we see yeah. alliances starting to get formed. What's uh, the treehouse is formed with all the terrible <laughs> competitors and Derek as part of it? Um, it's not. They're all against Kendall and Kellyanne for the treehouse, and Kayla and Brad win this challenge because they they basically just handed the thing to Kayla because they were fine with it. John yeah. A, uh, Sylvia, Derek, and Jordan form the authority. MJ because he was he had a bum knee. Got last and then Veronica. And the candle could the, 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 the yes. gloss over that. Clinton yes. with the with the sabotage. No, yeah, I was going <laughs> I was going on the sabotage. So the sabotage, so Kendall and Yes got the sabotages. And Wes what got the sabotage from Yes. And then Kendall could not decide. She did ask, like, hey, can I give it to a male? And he was like, Yeah, sure. Like that was big information. It doesn't have to be female, female sabotage. And yeah. she's also like, can I give it to myself? He's like, yeah, sure. Jordan is like, you could just give it to me. Like, it's fine. And she's like, I'm going to go MJ. And that, of course, pisses off MJ. That pisses off John A. And not a good decision by, by Kendall. Bless Kendall. Love her. Not a good decision here. Just pissed off the entire that side of the house. And that's the people that she's like supposed to be cool with and have yeah. some type of alliance with. It's just like... That wasn't wise at all, especially when Jordan's like, give me the sabotage. Just give it to him. I feel like Kendall is just too nice to be able to do the politics of the game well. Because she just wants to be friends with everybody. She doesn't understand why people are so mean to her because she's not mean to them. So they all, like every season now (laughs) they all team up against Kendall and she just doesn't understand why. And they're going to continue to do it because she's a good competitor. 
and she just isn't like in there with anybody so I hate that for her but yeah that was not a smart decision because John A was like <laughs> John A was like the one person that one girl that wasn't against her and yeah. then she made an enemy of John A John A who is back with her husband by the way yikes oh. hope he's not watching this season <laughs> yikes Yes, yeah, I see Alex in the chat. Don't mess with John A's hookup. Like, yeah. I love how they like go around it. They don't want to say it up front because yeah. I think they did know that John A was in this weird situation with her husband. But like, they basically like hit us over the head with the fact that these two are like hooking up or doing something yeah. when they're on the show together. You guys, they were just teammates last season, and uh -huh. one that is their connection. Stop making it more out. Than it needs to be. Okay. I would never. All right. You guys are just you're looking for drama when it ain't there. Uh ALW, I got I got your Humber chat. We'll read it after our review of stuff. Uh, but I, I do have it. I we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, appreciate the support. Uh yeah. That you guys are being you guys are trying to create drama. I don't like that. I don't like this drama creation by SV3 and Share. Uh just call it like so, we see it. Yeah, so Veronica and MJ get, get last place. Kendall and Cyrus get voted in. Before we get to the elimination, Jimmy goes home. Her dad's not doing well. That's unfortunate. I hope everything. I don't know. I, like, Cher, you probably know, like, is, is he okay? Like, um, She posted on Twitter a couple days ago that um, he is doing better, but... Um, she wanted to wait until like she knew that he was doing better before she acknowledged it. But she did, did say that he is doing better. Oh, that's good. That's, that's good. good news. Uh, as far as, you know, on a personal level, glad he's doing better on a yeah. game level. Jimmy is absolutely no loss. Uh, it is a loss <laughs> for, for share because for the tree house, that was, for the tree house too. The she, tree was house. A, she was a loss for me when I drafted her. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. So another person gone off of shares list. Um, no, 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 please don't, please don't tell me who the replacement is. I do not know. I do not want to know. I don't like spoilers. Please do not spoil anything from, from this show ever, Alex. Uh, I we love that you're a challenge fan and I saw you said you interviewed. Yes. That's awesome. Please, nobody ever spoil it. Can we can we also talk about the yes and Wes interview? Yes. Where yes. <laughs> yes, we can. That was it, it felt like it felt like you know a buddy cop movie a little bit because yes, you could clearly tell that yes came into this with bad intentions, and that's saying something when it's yeah. Wes on the other hand, and Wes is not the person coming into a conversation with bad intentions. But yes, he was already made up in his mind that he was gonna give the sabotage to, to Wes, but he's talking to him like, Oh, what if I give you the sabotage? Like, get the hell. <laughs> out of here like i don't understand anyone like i understand if you are a fan of yes you 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 like him as a person like i said he's done a lot of good things as an entrepreneur with charities building houses he's done great stuff so i understand if you're a fan of him like that i don't understand if how you could favor yes in this whole situation with wes because everything he says about wes is the pot calling the kettle black in this situation it really is. It really is. Like I'm, I'm definitely not the West fan that SV3 is. Yes, ain't doing himself any favors with the way he's talking and the way he's actually playing the game. He's not. 
he's not helping himself here. Uh, and then Alex, Nehemiah, he got on Nehemiah's bad side during the game yeah. because Nehemiah did, was like, not happy about that. The way he Nehemiah, was playing that game. Nehemiah's, Nehemiah's ready to throw hands. I'm gonna blow some steam before I whoop somebody's ass. Uh, he was, yeah. Nehemiah was ready to throw hands with him in the middle uh, in the game because he thought yes was playing a little bit dirty. It's mud wrestling. Come on now, honestly, honestly. Like I thought Nehemiah was being like, come on. What do you expect from that? You're trying to go after the ball. You got to wrestle it around. What is Nehemiah expecting that? Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not fully on yes's side with that, but I also thought Nehemiah would to just be in a little too much with, with that, trying to fight off of that. Um, but Alex said, I think they showed it on a preview. Here's the thing. I don't watch the like preview stuff. I turn it off before that. When I'm watching like shows with the fiance, I will like, earmuff myself i will like hum to my close my eyes because she likes watching she likes watching the like next week on stuff. i don't like watching any of that shit i hate the previews so i yeah i earmuff close my eyes and like hum to myself so i don't see anything and she's got to like tap me when it's over because she likes watching she thinks it's hilarious and it's like why they don't like showing it i like i don't care i don't want to know what what's going to happen i don't want to know the slightest spoiler on anything so even if they did show it on a preview like I have not seen it because I do not watch the previews. Um, maybe it was Nehemiah just wants his uh, screen time. I like Nehemiah. I thought he was just a little bit like, really, you're gonna fight the dude because he's mud wrestling in a mud wrestling contest. Like, what are you going to do? Uh, we get to the the arena game. Veronica is uh, no Veronica's not hurt. Tina hurt her hand in the in the mud wrestling thing. She she said it afterwards that like her finger was messed up. And so she like just popped it back into place and then she thought she was fine. But then she actually went to the doctor and they found out she had a broken hand. So she's out the game. So we have lost Melinda, Tina, Jimmy to non, non eliminations. They're all gone. We've lost all of them. We will get a replacement next week, but SV three, this is your first loss here, losing Tina in, in your draft. Uh, I, I don't like when people get injured and we don't get yeah. eliminations. Like it sucks. I think it really sucks. Yeah, we've only got one elimination the last two weeks because of like injuries and people going home. And, you know, this pissed off a lot of people because they all plotted against uh, Kendall to put her in. And then there's no elimination. So, yeah, it wasn't good. Chair? Oh, I agree fully because they had that whole plan. And then it was just like, and there you go. Now, team is gone. But I mean, was that really a loss? Because I mean, we saw what we saw what Tina did last season. It's a loss for numbers, like because now well, yeah, Jimmy but... and Tina are gone. Yeah, as far as like game, same thing. It's like okay, Tina is she's just gone. I'm yeah, sure, but, all those yeah. all those two were were a vote. Yeah, which they're a vote for the weaker competitors because I don't think Veronica offers too much from like a competitive standpoint either. And now she's lost a couple numbers on her side of the house over there the women like we are losing we all right next week we got to talk about the replacement because we got to figure out what this does for our draft here um the replacement could win this whole thing and then <laughs> nobody wins that's a wrench uh, in the whole situation yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next week we'll figure that out uh but yeah only one women's elimination through three weeks is annoying but i will say this this is what happens in the case of 
Really, in the case of Tina. These people are old. They're just not in shape anymore. They got brittle bones. They got weak skin. They get hurt more often. You can't always be doing these, like, you know, they're trying to do, like, today's challenges for, for these people. Like, they, they can't hold up to that kind of physicality. You got to go back to where they're riding scooters on ramps and everything. You got to go back to truly, carnival games for these people. Truly, like... The challenges for all stars are harder than the challenges in the regular challenge. Yeah, yeah. No, get away. The, the regular challenge has a whole bunch of like puzzles and stuff, but that one, yeah. the mud wrestling one, that's harder than most of the. I would say the only challenge in the last couple of seasons that was close to that was that kind of the the one where they did like they had to find the pole in the water. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was like the only thing that's close to that. And that was like in double agent. So nothing from the past season of the challenge was as hard as this one. Yeah. No, but, I... but can we just talk about how Brad made that shit look so easy? Brad was he, like a, he was like a gazelle. He was like a gazelle just hopping over the, the mud every single time he was in first place. I, I peeped that. I peeped that every single time on those three rounds, he came in first place so easily. Knowing Brad, he probably actually trained for that specifically. Like, <laughs> had a mud pit in his backyard. He's like, "All right, here we go. I know we're gonna get we're gonna get muddy at some point." Look, man, if he did that, bless him. Honestly, I do want like the return. They gotta do like one season of just like carnival games challenges again. Yeah. Just bring that bring that format back where it's just nothing but just goofy carnival games because those those early seasons they're hilarious watching in hindsight knowing like what the challenge becomes and all how over the top shit becomes and then yeah you're just watching them ride scooters on ramps just doing like the most basic ass puzzles and everything this just like random like easy swimming challenge. oh dive underwater and just grab a ring and then come back up yeah. where now it's like submerge yourself for five minutes and then you know and there's sharks around and shit. <laughs> instead of just oh yeah let's just go to the local ymca and just dive in grab one of those rings and come back up with it that's it yeah it's like that one that they had um in kindle's original season where she like had to walk i think it was her and leah maybe had to walk back and forth on the yeah. bar and Miz was like screaming at her the whole time. Like that was everyone acted like that was so difficult. They're literally walking back and forth, I, moving things. Like so, so everyone knows. Uh, like maybe they don't know, but so the, the the kids do do field day. I don't know if you guys remember field day. I share you have kids. Like if your kids do do field day and stuff. So the kids had field day this past week, and we went out there and we watched them. So they had like these are some of the like carny games that i want out of the challenge now they have like these hula hoops and you just throw like bean bags in the hula hoops and like that that's one of the games they have uh rock paper scissors uh so you go with like these hula hoops and they're they're this way they're like a line so you like jump in the hula hoops and when you meet in the middle you do rock paper scissors and then if you lose you get eliminated and so you keep jumping and then the next person goes and jumps and then when you meet you do rock paper scissors we need something like that they had a uh, cornhole relay where you just have to throw it into the thing and if you get it in the hole like they just have the they have cone flip you just take cones and you just flip them you get them up these are the kind of the carnival games that i want the games that i was watching at field day uh, yeah over the past yeah months. i want That's like I hula want. hoop contests to see who can yeah. hula hoop the longest and <laughs> jump rope contests yes yes and oh, like really. yeah just like ones where they've got to like hold the spoon in their mouth with the egg on it and go like that's that's the kind of stuff that i want that's what we need. We need just it would be the, hilarious because they great, would like, still do terrible at that stuff. 
<laughs> great carnival carnival field day games is what i want out of the challenge uh yeah. so in the arena and mj got last they voted in cyrus uh the arena was where you toss these bags into basically a, a giant like trash bin and then it goes it goes a uh, dumpster and then that gets fall down once it gets enough weight and then uh drywall is revealed you hammer through the drywall you bust through it you go you jump through it you ring your bell mj was very confident because he is a co contractor so he's like oh i'll bust through this easily and then uh cyrus was kind of confident he's like well i used to play basketball i'll get the the bags in easily mj won the bag thing so he got the advantage there because he was quicker and then the drywall i understand what he was doing he was just like trying to go around it <laughs> Like pegging around it, and then he thought he'd just like smash it. So, like, just hammer through it. What are you doing? Cyrus, Cyrus was just too slow. He wasn't uh, good yeah. on the uptake. Everybody was like, "Yo, Cyrus, just jump through because he got through the wall faster." It he was won. like, "Damn, yeah." yeah but I'm sick of them picking on Cyrus, though. Uh, come won. on, and MJ could have beat yes in this challenge. Like, yes won the first All Stars. It, it was the best time to voting. I know this was everybody was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna let West dictate my game." It's not about your game. It's about the, all the rest of the men. Yes is good at finals. Get him out as soon as possible. This man has never That's faced the elimination in his whole challenge career. Get That's him out. one of the biggest issues that I have seen with all stars is they're too worried about their friends and not about winning and that's why so many of them don't like wes because wes doesn't care if you're his friend or not wes is there to win always and like okay so your three friends are not good so <laughs> why why are we worried about like protecting them instead of getting out someone that is good that will be all of you so Cyrus loses. He's gone. That's a that's a loss for me in the in the draft. Um, like most of the the people who have been eliminated were final three rounds. The only person who's been eliminated that were taken in the the first five rounds was Latarian. Share took in, in round three. Otherwise, it's all late round picks. So our top our top people are still around, but it's not looking good for us. Share SP 3 has got one person lost, and it was fucking tino who was never gonna you know really do anything so like not looking great for us but it is it is late round picks like uh, our yeah. top people are still around and this shows that you know we kind of we kind of know what we're talking about we knew who wasn't going to do well in, in this shit we knew who wasn't going to go very far and i mean I, I think i should get more credit for the tom brady of our challenge fantasy draft sylvia who who was oh. in authority once again my last pick Who's been killing it? Oh my she has God. been doing well, honestly. She has been doing well. She's 30 years younger than everybody. Of course she is. That was, that was a good pick. It was a good pick. We'll see. We'll see what happens in, in the next episode. Um, any I final thoughts? Tina before. <laughs> we did take Tina. You did take Tina. I mean, everybody did. Look, Sylvia was second to last. The only person picked after Sylvia was Jimmy, which... I think once we saw the lineup, everyone knew Jimmy was getting picked last. So everyone was picking um, – be everyone was gone before Sylvia outside of Jimmy, who was the obvious last pick. But it's a steal. It's a steal for SV3. They drafted very well. One person lost, and it was due to injury. Not even like an elimination there. It was due to injury. I, I haven't been eliminated yet. That's true. That is very true.
Any final thoughts, Shared Delaware? No, I'm just working. Work, stupid. It is. Tell Sean to give me the day off. Don't worry, I have to work later too. Yeah. I'll be on Twitch later. That's gonna be my work. Stream all day. SP3, are you back in the US yet? No, I'm still in the UK. Those How long have you been there now? Three weeks now. So yeah. Wifey got a got a place out here, so. No. It's no rush. Shit. It's not like I'm playing hotel prices or anything. So. I do have I do have a semi wrestling question. Sure. Are you going to SummerSlam? I am. Okay, thank God. Someone I like is actually going. Everyone see, it seems like no one's going. It's just like a three hour drive for me. So Yeah, I, I think it's like seven hours for us, which is fine. Chicago was roughly the same. So it's not like yeah. bad. And I don't I don't mind driving. But like I you know, I ask SV3, ask Will Washington. Connor Casey, who lives in Nashville, is not actually going to be there. I, like, no, I'm like, none of my friends are going. I don't actually want to go to this thing, but I'm glad you're going. So that gives me more incentive. There to, you go. To go. Yes, I, I will be there. will be there. Sean will be there. Yep. All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad some friends are going then. All right. All right, Shay. Thank you for joining us. Don't make any more bad decisions when it comes to tattoos over the next week. Oh, I know you. Know I will. I know you'll make bad decisions in life regardless because that's. <laughs> You're, you're fueled by depression, bad decisions, and what else? Dr. Pepper. Yes. There we go. Got it right there. Listen, I only have 11 and a half months left of my 20s. I have to make all my bad decisions now while it's That's still fair. acceptable. That's fair. I can't. Fair. So then everything has to be just perfect after that. Thanks, Cher. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. All right, SV3. Uh, we do have a, a humper chat from ALW. He says, have you already done a review on Winning Time, The Rise of the home time, uh, Showtime Lakers on HBO? If not, can you guys, if so, which episodes uh, can I find it on? It's on HBO Max, I believe. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on HBO Max. We have not reviewed Winning Time. I would like to do that at some point. We, we still have to get through like our Entourage reviews, which have taken – a backseat because we started our challenge reviews and then there's been plenty of NBA playoffs. We'll probably like hit the entourage reviews a lot more once the NBA playoffs are over. Challenge reviews are going to be staying weekly. And then like once hockey and NBA playoffs are over, there's just going to be less stuff to talk about as far in the, in the sports world. So we'll probably do more like TV reviews and stuff. So we can, we can throw in winning time on that. I know a couple people, like when it first started, it may have been a uh, ALW asking about this when it first started, but I think it might've been like money Mark or something. Um, But regardless, I know when the, the series first started, people did ask about us reviewing winning time. And from everything I've heard, it's outrageous. And it sounds like something that would be fun to watch and review. So I think, I think we can do it at some point. I'm definitely down for that. Uh, you know, Maddie said earlier, the OC, I'm also down for that. I actually, yes. w- I actually watched like, I think the first two or three episodes and I was like, oh my God, it's still, it's still, it's still so good. It's still so good. My favorite team drama of all time. The OC. I, I'm going to have to rewatch that at some point. Again, I'm running through Entourage because we, that's our current review. Um, I got to get, so you mentioned this, you mentioned this on Monday with the circle having the Spice Girls on it that's yeah. probably going to be our next uh trash reality show that the fiance and i watch uh we're finishing up are you the one season five right now 
Uh, we're on the oh, final. So you're, you're on a good pace because I think the final episode, the finale of the Circle Season 4 is going to be up next Wednesday. So you can watch okay. the whole oh, season yeah, we're through. In, we're in good shape because, yeah, we won't get through that by next Wednesday. We'll probably finish Are You the One tonight because uh, I don't know about watching SmackDown. Uh, we'll, we'll probably finish Are You the One tonight. And then tomorrow, we're not going to have a lot of time to watch anything. Sunday, we might have a little bit of time. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll easily... Uh, I'm hoping we can start the circle at some point this weekend. I, I sold her on the Spice Girls thing, so I think she's going to at least give it a shot because of that. And then hopefully she gets hooked into it and doesn't doesn't abandon me on it. All right, SB3. Anything else you would like to, to plug or speak on? Uh check us out check me out at true hill sp3 um true hill heat youtube channel tomorrow 11:05 a.m eastern time true hill heat 176 anybody in the chat who was asked about stephanie mcmahon stepping down or sasha and naomi will talk in depth about the big news from wrestling this week even rick flair wrestling for some reason we'll talk about that as well uh believe in pro wrestling podcast i hope yesterday's live episode will be up later today when youtube gets off their their grimy stuff as well as uh aew review over on true hill eat uh wrestle talk podcast youtube channel on wednesdays sports keto wrestling youtube channel tonight after smackdown and rampage and then here Fightful, overbooked. I, I want to say I apologize for anyone who's keeping up with True Rewind. We missed a week. It's been a busy week. It's been SP3 week, so uh, we'll get back on it next week. Same thing for Degrassi dudes, me and Jensen. We're trying to figure out our schedules, his schedule, my schedule, being out shoot here in the job. UK. And, yeah, he's got a shoot job now, so we're figuring out the, the right day to make our return for Degrassi dudes, but you can go back to old episodes and leave a comment if you want if you want a specific episode for us to come back on, let us know that way. Or message us at True Hill SP3. That's great content. Uh, Eddie is asking, y'all watch Big Brother US? I do. I, I watch. I know what the new season doesn't premiere for like another month or so, but I, I try to watch it when it's on. I will be watching the new season because Wes is going to be on it. I, I watch is, Eddie. Is on it? I thought Bananas I, is going to be on it at some point. Is he? I don't. I don't know. I know Wes is gonna be because I messaged you and share about Wes right. being on Big Brother. So I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna try to watch Big Brother with Wes. I I'll watch. Did Jeremy? Did Jeremy's internet crap out? I, yeah. I hear him off and on. Sure, <laughs> he's like going through the matrix. Oh, it's working fine for me. There you go. You're oh, good. Boy. You're good now. You're good now. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's wrap this shit up, uh, guys. I might be on Twitch today if my internet doesn't stop being a little dick uh, or does stop being a little dick. Uh, I'll get on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Thanks, everybody, for supporting all week here at SB3 Week. Uh, Pillar to Post was a lot of fun. I hope everybody checks that out. Check out the spotlight. I'll be at AIW tomorrow if you're in the Cleveland, Ohio, not even Cleveland, Akron, Ohio area. Uh, come to AIW. Come say hi. Come hang out. Should be a very fun show. Bye, everybody.
Bye, everyone take care. Have a good day. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.